Welcome to the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. We're so glad to have you join us today. Pastor Caleb is a graduate of the World Harvest Bible College, as well as Ohio Christian University. And his desire is to share the love of God with a lost and dying world. Prepare to be challenged and encouraged today through the study of God's Word. Now let's listen in to today's episode with our host, Caleb Schaefer. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am Caleb Schaefer, and I appreciate you listening to this podcast. This podcast has been on my heart for a little while now. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts through the coronavirus epidemic. A lot of men and women of God have been on podcasts speaking and preaching, and we've been doing a lot of different things as the body of Christ to help spread the word, to spread the message during this time. And so it's been awesome to see how God is moving and God is using the different means to get the word out. And I felt God impressing me to do this podcast. I plan to do it at least weekly, maybe more frequently as things develop, as I feel the need to come to you. But this podcast is something that you can use through the week. It's not necessarily going to be released on Sundays or a specific church day that we would consider as a normal day to have service. But I want you to be able to have this through the week so that you can listen and be encouraged and be challenged. Maybe there's a day during the week that you just need an extra pick me up or you need some sort of word that is going to help you to carry on. And so that's what this podcast is for. This is something that God has laid on my heart, as I said, to do and to help you uh, just grow in him and to be encouraged and be challenged. And so I hope that you'll continue to listen to these. Click that subscribe button on whatever medium you're listening to this podcast on. I have released it on iTunes. It is also released on Spotify. It's released on SoundCloud and it's released on TuneIn. And so you have those different options. Uh, All of them have an app that you can download or you can listen to them on the websites for different ones. But one of the nice things about doing a podcast that I particularly like is that in many cases, you can download it to your phone and you can take it with you through the week to listen to. I had begun to do videos on my Instagram and Facebook at the beginning of the coronavirus lockdowns, and I enjoyed doing them. I got a lot of good feedback from doing them, just speaking the word of God, just preaching the word of God. And while those were great to do, uh, a lot of the time I had to leave my phone up, leave my phone on or my tablet on to watch what I had said back on the social media accounts. And so uh, with these podcasts, you'll be able to download them or to close the app and continue to do whatever you were doing through the day. You can take it with you and not have to leave the video up on Facebook or on Instagram. And so that's one of the things that I personally enjoy about podcasts. I can take them into the market and listen to them into my earbuds, or I can listen to them in the car and not have to leave my Facebook up or my Instagram up. So that's one of the cool things that podcasts will allow us to do. I want you to be able to take this with you, be able to share it with other people, be able to encourage other people with it as well. And so I I pray that you will share this. I do have an awesome product uh, that is coming out that I'll be speaking about at the very end of this podcast. And if you share this podcast 
uh, on your Facebook, I would love to give you an opportunity to win a copy of that new product. And so I'll be speaking about that at the very end of this podcast. But for now, I want to dig in to the word, dig into what God has to say to us today as we're still in the midst, still in the thick of the coronavirus lockdowns, the coronavirus pandemic. I know that people are tired of hearing about it. Uh, If you're like me, you've kind of tuned out the news. I've tuned out a lot of things. I've even deleted my Facebook app off of my phone. If I need to get on to post something or if I need to get on to check something, I will. But I've basically tuned it out because there's so much negativity, so much bad that is out there that's being promoted and it's being pumped into our minds by the media, by the mainstream media, by radio, whatever news outlets you can find. There is almost no positive news, but we have the good news of Jesus Christ. And so this is our way of holding on to what God has for us to be able to share and to be able to understand his word is a blessing to us in this time because we have hope where the world is promoting no hope, where the world is promoting disaster, where the world is declaring that there is just bad, bad, bad on the way. We have the hope in Jesus Christ because God said that he would protect us. God gave us his promises. And so that's one of the things that I want to talk to you about today. We as Christians have a hope that is unavailable to people who are not believers. We as Christians have a peace, have a joy that is not available to people who do not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in these times when things seem so difficult, when things seem so scary, we have an opportunity to rely on that hope, to lean on that hope, but not only to lean on it for ourselves, to be able to share it with others, to be able to let other people know that Jesus loves them more than they could ever imagine, that there is a peace and a hope available to them too if they'll put their faith in him. And so today I want to come to you and just share with you from my heart what God is saying about this subject. You know, a lot of people have come to me. A lot of people have messaged me, called me, and they have said, through all of this, I feel so alone. I feel like there's no hope. I feel like there's such a despairing attitude in our nation and around the world. I feel like all hell has been unleashed against the body of Christ. I feel like all hell has been unleashed against the nations of the world. And it does seem like the enemy is doing everything that he possibly can to drag people down. It seems like the enemy has just unleashed everything that he has. There is sickness running rampant. There is death running rampant. There is isolation I think that the isolation for a lot of people has been one of the most difficult things to deal with. The isolation from not being able to be in church with our fellow believers, if we've had to change to online church and just watch live broadcasts, if we've had to have parking lot church where everyone stays in their vehicles, we've had to socially distance. You can't go to the market like you used to. You can't 
go out and eat as a family like you used to. You can't go and take in a good movie, a positive movie with your family like you used to. Stores have closed down. Restaurants have closed down. Schools have closed down. Jobs have closed down. People are working from home. And isolation is one of the one of the enemy's tactics because the enemy likes to make you feel like you are so alone. And the enemy would do that before the coronavirus lockdowns. The enemy would make you feel like you are the only one who's dealing with the struggle that you're dealing with. The enemy would make you feel like you are the only one who's ever sinned. The enemy would make you feel like you're the only one who's ever done something that bad. But God is about kingdom. God is about community. God is about bringing people together. God is about one body of Christ. He's not about all of us being separate in the body. He's about bringing us together. And so the enemy has used this to isolate people. But I believe that through this coronavirus, some things have been birthed. Some good things have been birthed because we're seeing the ministry uh, just explode on social media, online, on television, ministries have come forth and stepped forward and said, you know what, we're going to preach the gospel like never before. So many people have taken to Facebook, Instagram, different modes of social media in order to be able to share the gospel. And I love that. I love that. So some good things have been birthed in this coronavirus. But if you felt like giving up, if you felt like you can't go forward, You are one of the people that I want to talk to today, because what do we do when we get into a time and we get into a space where we feel like quitting everything, where things get so difficult, where we feel like giving up, where we feel like the enemy even is trying to take us out. And I can promise you, I have been there. I've been there during this coronavirus. I've been there. Uh, Because I feel like the enemy has come against the body of Christ in a way that he would like for us to sit down. He would like for us to shut up. He would like for us to give up and to quit preaching the gospel. But that tells me that there is only good things to come for the body of Christ. The enemy knows his time is short. The enemy knows that the body of Christ is going to come out of this stronger and greater than ever before. He may persecute us. He may send people and things to persecute us, but we're coming out of this stronger than ever before. Why? Because God's word promises us that all things And I do mean all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. So what do we do? What do we do when we're afraid? What do we do when it hurts? How do we keep going? How do we keep moving forward when things get difficult, when things feel like they're not ever going to turn around when things feel like we are just at our lowest point what do we do how do we keep going and i want to read to you a story from the bible in first samuel it's in chapter 16 and this is the point in time where samuel has been sent by god He's been sent by God to anoint a new king. Now, Saul is king, but God has looked at Saul and he said, you know what? We need someone else to come after him to fill his shoes and to restore the glory that I want for Israel. And so Samuel has been sent to find the new king. He's been sent 
to Jesse's house in order that he might anoint a new king. And the Bible lets us know in 1 Samuel chapter 16, starting at verse 5, he said, I have come in peace to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and said, surely the anointed of the Lord is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look upon his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. So Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Samuel said to Jesse, are these all your young men? And he said, there remains yet the youngest, and there he is shepherding the flock. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. Now this is important. Samuel has looked at all seven of Jesse's sons besides David. He looked at Eliab and he said, you know what? This guy's tall. He looks strong. He has a big stature. This must be him. He looked at Abinadab and he said, this could be him. This must be him. And then he looked at Shammah. Shammah, the name Shammah means that God is with me. And he must have thought Shammah must be it. But then he heard from the Lord. He said, none of these are the next king. He said, do you have any more sons? And Jesse said, there's one out in the field. Samuel said, we won't sit down until you bring him in here. We won't stop until you bring him in here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and with beautiful eyes and a good appearance, the Bible says. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. So Samuel anointed David as king, but David was still a shepherd boy. Samuel anointed David as king, but David was still out in the fields. And we see that David basically goes back to what he had been doing he had he had just been serving his family he had been working in the fields he had been doing all these things and david's brothers go out to war david's brothers go out to war yet david stays home and david was already anointed to be king then later on we see that david goes out to take his brothers some supplies as they're out to war and Goliath has been taunting the people of Israel. He's been taunting them. He's been saying, you know, I'm greater than any God you serve. I'm greater than whatever God you have. I'm greater than your God. And what, what a testament 
to what's been going on in the world around us today because the enemy would like for you to think that whatever you're facing right now is greater than your God. He would like for you to think about that fear is greater than your God. He's, he would like to think of, make you think that whatever he's telling you is greater than your God. The enemy is making threats against the people of God. The enemy has made threats against your family. The enemy has made threats against your mind. The enemy has made threats against everything that you stand for through this coronavirus. He's made threats. He's he's made you think that we'll never be able to go back to church. He's made you think that you and your family might get sick. He's made you think that God is not going to protect you or be there for you. He's made you think all sorts of things. He has lied to you repeatedly, just like Goliath was lying to the people of God. Just like Goliath was lying to the people of God. And so we see the men of Israel standing there in fear and trepidation. They don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, David comes delivering supplies to his brothers. And David says, I'll go fight him. I'll go fight him. I'll go fight Goliath. I'll go take Goliath down. And we know from the story that David did just that. We know that David was able to take Goliath down with just a sling and a stone. And God is about to show, I believe, the people of God. I believe he's about to show his people that he is much stronger than any threat that any enemy has ever made to you. When it gets difficult and the enemy begins to whisper in your ear that he is going to take you out, when the enemy begins to whisper in your ear that you're going to get sick, your family's going to get sick, you're going to lose everything that you have because of the economy or because you haven't been able to work or because of your job, when the enemy begins to tell you those things, God is able to come in and he is able to do what he said he would do. And God said that he would keep you. God said that he would protect you. He said that he would watch over you. He said that he would not let you dash your foot against a stone. He would give his angels charge over you. God is a protector and God is a keeper. And so David comes up against Goliath and everyone else in the entire tribe, everyone else in the entire group, all the men of Israel were standing there fearful of Goliath, fearful of Goliath. No one would go out and fight Goliath. And the Bible lets us know that daily Goliath would go out and he would taunt the men of Israel. He would, he would lie to them and he would make them intimidated. He would make them fearful. Goliath was out shouting things at the people of Israel and none of them was brave enough to go fight Goliath. Not one. But David, a little boy, comes along and says, I'll go fight Goliath. I'll go fight Goliath. What puts that boldness down on the inside of someone? What puts that boldness down inside of someone when they see the enemy doing work, when they hear the enemy telling lies and they're able to say, you know what? I'm going to stand up and fight. You know what? I know that my God is with me. You know what? I'm going to stand here and I'm going to fight what the enemy is doing. I'm going to tell the truth regardless of what the government is saying that I can and can't say. I'm going to tell the truth regardless of what 
people groups are yelling at me and, and saying that they don't want to hear shouting blasphemies. I'm going to tell the truth no matter what. What puts that boldness down on the inside of someone? Later on, we see David, who is Saul is angry at David. He's making threats at David. So Saul gets jealous of David because David kills Goliath and Saul begins to make threats against David. Saul begins to desire to kill David because David becomes more popular than Saul. And, and David David is Jonathan, Saul's son's best friend. And so we see Saul angry at David, making threats, doing the same thing. But David keeps going. David doesn't give up. What puts that boldness down on the inside of someone? Well, I believe I have the answer. David's anointing as king by Samuel before David ever went out to fight Goliath, before David ever had to had to run from Saul, before David ever had a, an encounter with Saul's anger and wrath, the anointing that took place was David's promise for a better future. David had a promise that one day he would be king. David had a promise that one day he would step into the kingship of the people. He had already been anointed. He had already been given a promise by God. And so David went into every battle until he stepped into that kingship role, knowing that his purpose had not yet been fulfilled and that God's promise in his life had not yet been fulfilled. God's promise in your life has not yet been fulfilled. There are promises that God has given to you that you, that have not yet been fulfilled. I mean promises through his word. I mean promises that he has spoken to you in your spirit. I mean promises that someone has prophesied over you, that someone has spoken into your life, that they have heard from God and, and released that into your life. There are promises that God has yet to fulfill in your life. And so when these battles come along, when these difficulties come along and life, you can go forward recognizing and realizing that this battle has no power to take you out because God's promises have not been completely fulfilled for your life. God's promises are yes and amen. God cannot lie. God cannot tell you a lie and remain on the throne. God cannot tell you a lie and everything in the world continue to function. The world and everything we know, we ourselves were created by his word. His word is true. His word is righteous. The Bible lets us know that in the beginning, God spoke things into existence. He spoke things into existence. He spoke out into nothing and things were created. The earth and the, the land and the animals and the sea, everything that we see and experience was created by the word of God. And in order for that to happen, God must tell the truth. If God told one lie, everything would be null and void because Everything that came out of the mouth of God was what was created. And so in order for God to begin to lie to you, in order for God to begin to tell you something that's not a truth, in order for God to break one of his promises to you, he would have to lie and everything would unfold. And so today I want to encourage you. 
you have promises of God. If you don't know the promises of God as it pertains to your life, I encourage you, dig into the word, dig into the Bible and watch what God reveals to you. There are promises in the Bible for your life. God promises you goodness. God promises you peace and joy. God promises you that you're the head and you're not the tail, that you are blessed coming in, that you're blessed going out. God promises you many, many things in the Bible, and he cannot break those promises. And so regardless of what the situation around us looks like, many times in our lives, the situation looks a lot worse than it is because the enemy comes in in dark times and begins to tell us things that are not true. The the enemy begins to tell you things that cause your mind to fear and to doubt and to to think in a way that God would not have you think. The Bible lets us know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Today, I encourage you, dig into the word of God. If you have any recollection of words that have been spoken to you by a prophet or a man or woman of God over your life where they have told you things that are about to happen or things that are going to happen, a good prophet that has uh, your trust that you know that has spoken into your life, rely on those things. What God has spoken to you in your spirit will happen. Don't begin to doubt those things because God cannot lie to you. God cannot lie to you. In the difficult times, we can rely on the promises of God. We can hang on to the promises of God. We can hold fast to his word and his promise. We hold fast to the promise to come. The proof that God will fulfill the promises to come is that he has already fulfilled every promise in the past. He has already fulfilled every promise in the past. The promises that he has given you in the past that have been fulfilled. Not only that, but the promises in the word of God that we see fulfilled. God promised a Messiah. God promised that he would come a certain way. And everything that God promised, Jesus fulfilled. He promised things thousands of years before Jesus ever showed up. And Jesus fulfilled every single one of those promises. Not only that, but you can see around the world today, that God is still fulfilling his promises. He's fulfilling his promises to the people of Israel. He's fulfilling his promises to the people of God, that he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. He's fulfilling his promises to Israel that he's going to gather them again. And right now he's gathering them back to Israel. He's fulfilling promises that that there's going to be a, a great outpouring. And we're beginning to see that happened. He's fulfilling promises that he made to us in places like Matthew 24, that there will be earthquakes, that there will be wars and rumors of wars, that there will be famine and pestilence, that nation will rise against nation and kingdom will rise against kingdom. He's fulfilling those promises. And so when you look at your life, don't begin to think that God is able to break his promise to you. Whatever promises God has given to you, are going to come true. So rely on that during these dark times. Rely on that, that God has not told you a lie, that God has not told you one false thing. The enemy is the one who tells you false things. The enemy is the one who tells you lies. 
The enemy is the one who tells you the opposite of the truth. When the enemy tells you something, when the enemy begins to whisper in your ear saying he's going to hurt you, he's going to hurt your family, he's going to take you out, you're going to lose everything, you can know that the opposite of that is true because the enemy can only tell lies. Today, rely on the word of God, rely on his promises for you. And know that God's word cannot return to him void. Whatever God has spoken must come to pass. It's not optional. There's no if and maybe about it. The word of God must come to pass in your life. The promises of God must come to pass in your life. There is no question about it. So in dark times, in difficult times, where everyone's speaking negativity and doubt, rely on those promises. Get into the word of God. See what God is saying about you. See what God is saying about your life. And know that every single thing that God has ever spoken about your life must come true. So today, be encouraged with that. Be encouraged with that. You know, there are a lot of people in this world right now who are looking for answers. They're looking for relief. They're looking for peace. They're looking for a break from the pain and the heartache that they feel. And the only, the only relief that we have, the only hope that we have is found in Jesus Christ. And today I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. Maybe you don't know who he is. Maybe you don't have a relationship with him. But the Bible lets us know that there's a very real heaven and that there's a very real hell. And that after we die, we don't just go off into nothingness. We don't just cease to exist. But that after we die, we are going to spend eternity. What is eternity? Eternity is forever and ever. This earth is not the only place. This earth is not the end. This earth is is a transition period. It's a time where we're given to make a choice and to live for God. And we're going to spend eternity in either heaven or hell. But the choices that we make here on this earth right now determine where we'll spend eternity. How do I get to heaven? How do I get to hell? Well, heaven is a place of peace. Heaven is a place of joy. You rest with God for eternity. There's there's going to be no pain, no sorrow, no sickness. No death, no separation. But hell is the exact opposite of that. Hell is a place that was not even created for you. Hell is a place of eternal torment. It's a place where the worm dies not, the Bible says. It's a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Fire burns consistently forever and ever. And torture and torment take place there. Hell's not a place you want to go. It's the exact opposite of heaven because the presence of God will not be in hell. You'll be separated from God forever. But we can have the assurance today that we'll be in heaven forever with God. How can we be assured of that? If you put your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to the earth to die on a cross for our sins, for our wrongdoings, so that we could be restored to God. God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. And we need to be restored to him. We cannot do that ourselves because we've all done wrong. We've all sinned, the Bible says, and come short of the glory of God. But when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, who died as a sacrifice to cover our sins to wipe our sins away completely. 
when we put our faith and trust in him and believe in him, the Bible says that we can be saved, that we can be restored to the father. And so today I want to give you that opportunity. If you're listening, I never, ever want to end a podcast without giving someone the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior. And you say, how do I do that? Well, it's very simple. All you've got to do is pray a prayer just like this. Say, Father God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've done wrong things that would separate me from you. But I believe Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross and that his blood has the power to cover all sin. So God, I ask you that you would wash me in his blood right now. You would cleanse me from all unrighteousness. You would save me and make me your child. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. I give you praise and glory today. And I thank you for doing all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. I wish you would comment. I wish you would send me a message. The contact information to get a hold of me will be announced at the end of this podcast. But find a good Bible-believing church. Start attending that church. Start surrounding yourself with like-minded believers, believers who believe the same way that we believe. Get a Bible and begin to read it. Hide that word down in your heart. Get the word of God down on the inside of you. And never, ever, ever let it go. My friends, I thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so encouraged that you're listening. I'm so encouraged that you're hungry for the word of God. And I pray that God blesses you and that God keeps you until we can talk once more on the podcast again. Now, I do want to bring up that I have a product coming out. A lot of people have asked, what is it? Is it a CD? What is it? It is my very first book that has not been for children. I have a book for adults coming out about how to serve, how to volunteer your time in your local church. You know, the local church is what keeps the body of Christ going here in the earth. The local church gives us a place to connect. It gives us a place to network. It gives us a place to work together to accomplish goals. What I can't do by myself, we can do as the local church, as the body of Christ. And so this book is called Glad to Serve, and it is a collection of different experiences, a collection of different encouragements uh, that talk about serving in your church. Now, I know that a lot of churches have been closed down and are still closed down through this coronavirus lockdown, but I've felt that this is the time to release this because when things open back up and when we can begin to have meetings on a large scale again, we need volunteers in our churches. We need people who are serving in our churches to help usher in this end times revival that we believe we're going to see. A lot of people are saying it's the third great awakening, and I truly believe it. So when we have people coming into our church, someone's there to hold the door open and greet them and shake their hand. Someone's there to help show them a seat. Someone's there to teach their children back in the classroom. Someone's there to take up an offering or to shake their hand. Someone's there to help them park in the parking lot. Those are all things that this book kind of discusses that we, we've we become so busy. And I don't want to begin a whole uh, another segment for a podcast, but we've become so busy in our natural lives and with our schedules 
that we forget that God's kingdom is what we need to be furthering. And we put our attention into all sorts of things, but we fail to give God any of our time a lot of the time. And so we've got to reprioritize as we come out of this lockdown, as we are able to regather and able to do some things in groups. And so we've got to reprioritize. And so that's what this book is about. It's going to be an encouragement to you. It talks about blessings and benefits that are available to people who serve the Lord. Yes, there are blessings and benefits that are available to people who are saved absolutely but when you go beyond that and you become a servant of the lord and begin to give him your time and your resources and your efforts when you begin to serve the lord in that way and begin to help further the kingdom and spread the gospel message there are certain protections there are certain benefits that are available to you and so the book discusses that it also has a a list of different areas that you can serve in your local church and your community and so I encourage you, go over to Amazon. That's where the book will be. Um, If I'm in person, different places, speaking or singing, I will make an attempt to have some of those books with me as well. And I just encourage you to pick up a copy. So that's the big announcement. Uh, Glad to Serve is, is currently being released, and I hope you will pick up a copy. I hope that you'll glean from it. Um, and different announcements will be coming in the future as far as other ministry products. Know that I have been very busy through this coronavirus lockdown uh, preparing for when we are able to gather back together, and uh, I've been preparing different ministry products for you that will help enrich your walk with the Lord and help you to grow. And so, Stay tuned. More ministry products coming soon. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I love you all, and I hope that you'll share this with everyone that you know. Until next time, God bless, and may he keep you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Caleb Schaefer Podcast. If you would like to connect with Caleb, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebshafer.com. If you have been encouraged, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. Once again, we appreciate you listening to today's episode and may God bless you as you continue to walk with Him.